This is Ryan Elliott for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. We're in Newcastle, the press conference ahead of Robbie Davis Jr. versus Lewis Ritten Saturday night on the bill, Savannah Marshall. Savannah, thank you for joining me. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good, thanks. Thanks for having me. That's good to hear. As mentioned, sort of a local show for you this week, not too far away. How's the response been for this one from friends, family, etc.? It's been really good. It's been nice. Um, I've been boxed in the North East for 10 years now, since 2009. It's kind of good to be home, so to say. So what's it about for you this weekend? Is it about rounds? You may be looking to put on a performance now that you've got this sort of homecoming of sorts. You mentioned you've been away for so long. What's it about for you this weekend? So my opponent's changed about five times already, but um, setting so now I'm boxing American. Uh, she had about 20 fights, um, and she's durable. She's never been stopped. She's decent southpaw. She's got a good jab, and she knows how to move, really. So... I'm not particularly looking for the stoppage. I'm just looking on things I've been working on, not rushing in, not relying on my power, um, and just taking it from there. Now, last time we saw you was a Lomachenko-Campbell bill. You joined allegiances with Matchroom, caught the eye. You reflected upon that performance. Were you happy with what you saw from yourself? Uh, I think, like I said, I, said, I think I got a bit carried away, um, rushing in a little bit and relying on my power because I knew I'd hurt her, whereas... Um, I do that against someone else who's a little bit more uh, elite level. Uh, you know, I can risk getting caught myself. So it was just, uh, but I was excited, so I'm not too hard on myself. What's that transition been like for you? I was just wondering, you know, when we saw you turn pro over on the Mayweather-McGregor card, being out in the state and now back over here with Peter, joining allegiances with Matchroom and now sort of pushing on to world honours with them. How's that transition been for you? Slow, really slow. If you think I've been pro... Um, over two years now, and I've only had seven seven fights. So uh, my last one was six six weeks ago, and I'm I'm meant to be back out again. All goes well before the end of the year, so I'm starting to pick up pace now, and hopefully this time next year I'll be where I want to be. Was that part of the decision to sign with Eddie and to push forward with Eddie? That activity, as he sort of told you that you can get X, Y, and Z amount of fights, which you'll of course want. Yeah, because Eddie's got the shows. You know, he's got a show every weekend, if not every other weekend. So the shows are there for me to get the vote. Now, the question you'll always get put to yourself is how far away do you feel you are from a world title shot? Um, in your mind, going into next year, is that realistic? Yeah, 100%. Um, being a super middle and like middle round about that weight, there's not that many girls in the world anyway. I think there's about 30 at super middle, a little bit more at middle. Um, but I'm not. I'm not a big super middle, so I've got the room to go up and down. Um, but I think I'm. I'm. I'm banging on the door now. Anyway, uh, super middle. The titles are all scattered about as well. There's, there's one girl who owns the WBC, WBO, and the other two are like with two of the two of the boxers. So the, the fights are there for me. One name that's never too far away from yourself, Clarissa Shields. Do you expect we'll see that fight in the not-too-distant future? Is that fight you'll be knocking on the door for down the line? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, all goes well. You know, all works out and uh, you know, I stick to my path. I think that that fight will happen next year, definitely. Before I let you go, Savannah, you and I were just talking about the main event off-camera for this week, but the fans will want to know as well what you make of that fight. Robbie Davis Jr., Lewis Ritson, WBA final eliminator. What's your thoughts? I think it'll be a really good fight, a really good fight. Uh, Robbie Davis has shown in the past that he can deal with come forward aggressive fighters, which which what Lewis is. And Lewis, obviously from his first defeat, he's, he's 
he's improved, so I think it'll be a really a crack and fight. Right, Savannah, thank you very much for speaking to Boxing Social. This is Ryan Elliott for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. We're in Newcastle ahead of Robbie Davis Jr. Lewis Ritson tomorrow evening. With me, Adam Smith. Adam, how have you been? Uh, good, Ryan. I mean, it's been a difficult week with the uh, the sad loss, of course, of Patrick Day. Um, you know, our thoughts and, and prayers with his friends and family. So it's been a really hard week for the for the boxing world to digest that. And you know how close everybody is and can get to at times like this with the community. So. Yeah, it's been really difficult and uh, I'm sure it's very difficult for the, the excellent fighters who are uh, on display in Newcastle this Saturday and uh, obviously a huge show next week at the O2 too. But they've, I guess, have got to concentrate on their jobs, their business. And, uh, you know, we, um, we get on with the, the big show we have here in Newcastle and the one next week, but we don't stop thinking about um, the tragedy and the, the difficulties uh, that's come to us from the other side of the pond from Luda Baller and Joe Higgins and everybody that was involved in it. I'd just like to second that before we move on. A horrible time for boxing as a community, but more importantly for Patrick Day's loved ones. And we are, of course, thinking about them all. Moving away from that this weekend, huge domestic doubleheader in Newcastle. Pack Bill, talk to me about this. 9,000 screaming Geordies in there. Unbelievable night Saturday night. It's a special city, isn't it, Newcastle? They're uh, football mad. They're, they're a wonderful uh, brigade of fans. And, you know, Lewis Ritson has proved a few times now how well he sells and how popular boxing is and can be in Newcastle. I think it's been a, a bit of a sleeping giant of a city for football as well as for, for boxing. And I think that, uh, you know, we've got a great show on Saturday night here. You know, if Lewis Ritson can, uh, can win on Saturday, which is a very tough ask against uh, a fired up Robbie Davis Jr. who, you know, in many people's eyes might start a, start a slight favorite for this. It's a great fight. There's a great chief support with Ted Cheeseman putting his title on the line against uh, you know, Scott Fitzgerald, who's fired up after that win over Anthony Fowler. So it's a great, great double header and it's a great card as well. And I think it sold out. It was a wonderful atmosphere when Lewis Ritson took on Patera. Unfortunately, he didn't get the win for the home fans that night. So, um, you know, it will it will depend a bit if he can shine Saturday night. Then I think there's a, a real hope for some massive events in Newcastle going forwards. But it, it's a tough, tough fight. And, uh, and that's what we want to give, really good matches. And uh, I'm sure Liverpool and everyone behind Robbie Davis will be hoping that it goes the other way and that big nights again can happen in Liverpool. We know Callum Smith is uh, on display November 23rd. So, um, you know, it's a sort of rivalry of cities at the moment. It was Manchester for so long. We are in Manchester on November 2nd. But Liverpool's thriving, Newcastle could be uh, about to lift off again. So yeah, really looking forward to it. There was criticism over the, the last few months, last year or so, of the, the quality of the Saturday Fight Night cards. I know you said you weren't completely happy with them. We've now got this show in Newcastle, we've got Manchester, we've got Liverpool, lots of good sort of free boxing shows, so to speak, over on Sky. Are we seeing that resurgence now and, and the effects of of the demand for that sort of standard of Saturday night fight night shows? I was very open with you, with Rob, with everybody I talked to at the beginning of the year, you know, when Ted Cheeseman fought at the, uh, the O2. I didn't think that was a good enough bill. I told uh, Eddie, it actually turned out to be a decent night uh, in reality, but on paper I wasn't happy with it. So, you know, I think they answered that. You know, we had a great night at the Copper Box, didn't we, with Charlie Evers and Joshua Boazzi. We went to Liverpool to have, uh, you know, Liam Smith and Eggington and, and a great night there. You know, and look at what we've got. 
We've got this one in Newcastle. We've got November 2nd, Katie Taylor, UK and Ireland prime time. That's the important thing to bring her back over from the States. We've got Joshua Boazzi again. I think that makes a really good blend. Katie and Joshua, both relentless in the ring, but, but angelic and lovely outside of it as well. And then you've got the great story to top it off with Anthony Crawler and, you know, his probably his last fight, his last hurrah. So I hope the Manchester crowd come out because he's done so much for boxing in that area. So really excited about that. You've got November 23rd in Liverpool. You know, arguably our biggest one of the year with Callum Smith. What a name to uh, headline Sky Sports. You know, he's not on a box office show. He's on Sky Sports defending his world title in a, in a great domestic sort of match with, with John Ryder. Very excited about that. We've got a show coming from Monaco. We know AJ and uh, Ruiz's rematch will be at UK time out in Saudi at nine o'clock first bell. So, yeah, I think that the uh, the fight fans here will get plenty uh, coming up over the next few weeks. And that's without even talking about next week, which is a terrific bill with Progre and Taylor, Chisora Price. Then on November 9th, we've got KSI and Logan Paul and Billy Joe and Devon Haney. So, uh, yeah, it's fantastic times. I think it's probably the most powerful schedule we put together on Sky Boxing at the back end of any year. You mentioned Josh Taylor, Regis Progre next weekend, huge unification. When Lewis Ritson had that loss to Patera, Eddie Hearn sort of said yesterday, it was almost like it felt like the Newcastle dream was over. It was so flat and so disappointing for someone we thought was going to go on to such big things in the Northeast. Now he's in a situation where he's in a WBA, WBA eliminator against Robbie Davis. All of a sudden, it's not too far-fetched to say the winner of this fight could be facing the winner of next weekend's fight as well. At a pretty big, uh, maybe, stadium around here. Um, if that happened, it would be huge, wouldn't it? That's It's a big ask for both fights. As I said, I think I think both of them are 50-50s. You know, if Regis could easily beat Josh Taylor and, and, and uh, Robbie Davis, the same with, with Lewis Ritson, and then you, you have to rethink again. But if Ritson comes through tomorrow night and, and Josh, who I'm, I'm very fond of and have been for a long time, I've, I've wanted him, him on Sky Sports for a long time, and I think that you know we had him back for the semi-final of the Super Series, and he's got a great chance of uh, really making his dreams you know, turn into reality by winning the Super Series final next week. And it's going to be tough. You know, he's the underdog against Progre, who's looked fantastic, you know, powerful, a bit wild, difficult. And a lot of the Americans over there think he is the next coming. So that's a hard fight in itself next week. But they're two great fights for the fans. Let's see where we are by the sort of 27th. And uh, if Josh Taylor and Lewis Ritson have both come through, I think we'll be looking to uh, some big event here in Newcastle, maybe in the spring. Huge time for boxing at the minute. Obviously, we've got this card Saturday night, but also this evening we've got Baturbiev Gvozdik. We've got another unification next week that we just spoke about. Firstly, your thoughts on Baturbiev Gvozdik. A lot of people are surprised it wasn't even, it wasn't picked up by yourselves or by BT, but wonderful fight. It's a wonderful fight. There's just so much happening actually that you know you, you can't really keep up with. So we've got so many of our shows, and but it's a terrific fight. It's a great unification. You know, you, there's arguments both ways. Again, there's very little in the odds. I, I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be a, a fantastic night over there. And yeah, there's just so much happening. And I think it's it's great, you know. Uh, our colleagues on BT, you know, um, ITV Channel 5 have been involved. So look, we're, um, we're just happy with our lot at Sky. We think we've got the best, as I said, schedule that we've probably had in years coming through Christmas. And, uh, you know, with everything else in boxing, despite the, the, the really difficult period we've had this week with Patrick Day and, 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 and his loss and, and the, the fact that our thoughts are with over there with his family and his friends and his team and, 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 and everybody that was involved in that. Um, it is a very, very strong boxing period. But as I said, we are one big family. It might not look like it at times. It might be very political. It might be very controversial at times. But this is where boxing comes together and uh, we support each other. And, uh, you know, these guys have dreams. They know the risks when they get into the ring. We hopefully 
try and make it as safe as we can. The doctors, the paramedics, the British board are brilliant at that, but everyone's learning each and every time, and we hope that to avoid what happened uh, last Saturday night in, in Chicago. But uh, it is a dangerous sport. However, we go on, the fighters go on, they want to go on, and the fans want it to go on. So uh, Newcastle, here we are. Just picking this back up as we sort of had a win to deal with there, Adam. Very subdued between the two. Do you think the bad bloods cooled down as we creep closer? I mean, very subdued, but what an atmosphere at the way, and it was fantastic. It's brilliant being here in Newcastle. What a turnout uh, in the shopping centre here. Everybody wants to be part of it, and what a cheer for Lewis Ritson. He, you know, they absolutely love him up here. Um, look, I thought both of them looked fantastic on the scales. So did Ted Cheeseman, and so did Scott Fitzgerald. You know, four terrific athletes, four terrific fighters. Plenty of respect shown as well, and I think in the wake of what has happened this week in boxing, I think that's... Uh, that's absolutely the right way to go about things. Um, yeah, they're two great fights. They're two cracking fights. It's a wonderful bill, and uh, we can't wait. A few things I want to ask you about before we go. We've already spoken about the bill. Alexander Rusik, we're out in Chicago. Obviously, what we're about to talk about is no consolation and insignificant, really, compared to the, what happened with Patrick Day, but we will touch on it anyway. Made his heavyweight debut, Chaz Witherspoon. Typical Usyk performance in many ways, took his time and then just went through the gears and was ultimately too good. What do you make of that performance? Yeah, it's a night that can only belong to Patrick Day and, and, and uh, his family and friends and everybody connected with uh, with that and our thoughts remain with them and, um, you know, everyone in boxing is close and, and we pour our hearts out when, when things like this happen. Um, I'm sure Alexander Usyk is feeling it too and, uh, you know, he had to get on with his job on the night, which was to move into the heavyweight division. Um, I thought he looked good. Um, I thought it was a, um, a slow start from him, but I think maybe not uh, one not to be uh, unexpected. You know, just feeling his way into the uh, the new weight, the new division. Um, and I thought he, you know, he handled it very well. Um, he gets the win. That's the all important thing. Uh, he showed plenty of skills in there. And look, he wants to go for a world title next. I believe he's going to be in uh, Saudi Arabia to watch Ruiz and AJ, and um, let's see what happens. But Alexander is it's going to be a threat to the heavyweights, whatever size they are. And one other fight I wanted to get your thoughts on, Adam. We thought it was going to go to purse bids. Josh Kelly, David Avenisian didn't need purse bids. Eddie Hearn has agreed a deal. We don't know the date, the venue yet. Great fight, possibly even bigger, more significant fight given the recent form of both as well compared to when it was first announced. That's right. We nearly had it, what, nearly a year ago, and that was a real shame. That was called off at the last hour, but no, it's excellent, isn't it? Um, you know, Josh Kelly has uh, has so much potential. He's such a wonderful fighter, but, you know, he's, he's sort of just dipped slightly. You know, he had the draw out in the States and uh, a lot of pressure on him, but this is the fight that they call for. This is the fight they obviously want, so uh, really looking forward to it uh, because he's in with a very, very dangerous guy. And, uh, yeah, cannot wait for that one. Hey, Adam, I'm going to let you go, but thank you very much as always. Speaking of boxing social. This is Ryan Elliott for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. We're in Newcastle ahead of Robbie Davis Jr. versus Lewis Ritson tomorrow evening. With me, Billy Nelson. Billy, you've got Martin on the bill tomorrow night. First and foremost, though, how are you? I'm fine, thanks very much. Hi. I've been good. Good to hear. As mentioned, your charge, Martin McCauley, out again, Newcastle tomorrow evening. Late opponent change. Uh, I believe the opponent sustained a cut at the last minute. In steps to Kingpin, Kevin Johnson. Any surprises? What do we expect tomorrow night? Uh, we know we're in against a very experienced, durable opponent and uh, Martin will not be on his, his A-game to get a good result. 
Are you happy with that opponent at last minute? Kevin Johnson's someone who's been in with nearly every top heavyweight in the world, gone rounds with almost all of them except Anthony Joshua and one other. Good opponent at last minute? Well, that speaks for itself, doesn't it? When he's been in with all these top opponents, goes the distance with him. So you, you've got to be happy with that opponent. Are you viewing this as a chance for Martin to make a statement? As mentioned, his good friend Anthony Joshua is the only person from over here to stop him, I believe. Kevin's only been stopped twice over a long, long career, spanning two decades or so. Is it a big chance for Martin to make a statement by getting a stoppage? Well, if you get a stoppage, it's a statement. But, you know, as I said yesterday, if you get a stoppage, it's a, it's a bonus. If you don't get a stoppage and get a victory, that's all we're looking for. We get a victory, move onwards and upwards. How's this transition been for Martin going over with Matrum, obviously, coming back off the Hunter defeat? He was in quite a low place, went over to Poland with yourself, got that big win against Marius Wack. Since then, he started to get a good bit of momentum with Matrim. How's that transition been? The transition's went, it's went fantastically well. Uh, as you're probably aware of, Matrim are the best promoters in the world, especially in the heavyweight division with Martin uh, you know, competes in. Um, with a, two, two, a fight in August, fight here, and we're fighting before the end of the year. There's three fights, you know, in a matter of five months. We were, they got to say a year, and we were previous promoters and, you know, a, a, a busy fighter is a, a happy fighter. Now, I was talking to Martin yesterday about his journey with yourself and, and how you were the one really there for him after the Hunter defeat. Just looking back now, do you think he's a stronger fighter and a, a bigger person as well for having that experience, that difficult time, to what we see the Martin Bacoli now? Not necessarily, no. Martin Bacoli, I fully expected Martin Bacoli to go and uh, beat Hunter and beat Hunter badly, you know, quite convincingly. There was, as, as you're well aware, there was a, a major, major issue two days before the fight, which we can't, you can't explain to people and, and, and uh, we, we choose not to. But like we say, we kind of look back. He's a, he's, he's a strong, strong character. He's dealt with what he had to deal with at home. Came back, knocked out Marius Wack in front of 9,000 poles, and then uh, he beat a, a decent opponent in Pereira. And now we've got Kevin Kingpin, and hopefully a, a, a really good fight before the end of the year. Now, one fight I wanted to ask you about Derek Chisora was supposed to be facing Joseph Parker. Joseph Parker pulled out with illness, left a big gap for a heavyweight contender to come in. That Eddie Hearn mentioned a few names. Martin was one of those. Instead, in steps David Price. Was that fight discussed with yourself? Was was Martin really ever in the running for that fight? We actually put our name forward to fight Derek Chisora. I think it was about three months ago. Derek Chisora, uh, our name was mentioned to fight Chisora. We got we got asked if we were interested. We said we'd take the fight in a heartbeat. And then Team Chisora decided not to do one in it. I have seen those two sharing rounds before. Martin made it clear to me yesterday, any name put in front of him, he will take. He also said going into next year, I believe he might be out in Monaco before the end of the year. He said going into next year, he does want that Hunter rematch. Do you think that's something realistic we can expect a chance to right that wrong? We want a big, in an ideal scenario, we'd like a big fight, either Monaco or Saudi Arabia, and then the winner of Hunter Pavotkin, and then a world title fight. That's in an ideal world, whether that happens. But certainly we want to hunt a fight again. We want to right the wrong. Any fighter that gets beat for somebody should want to right the wrong. Especially when there was a, a serious issue. But it was nothing to do with boxing ability, I can assure you. you know, we want that rematch. Both the Hunter and the Povetkin fights, I'm guessing it would be fairly easy to make, given the, the links you've all got, same promotional team, etc. Who do you see prevailing in that fight? It hasn't been officially announced yet. We're expecting it for Saudi Arabia. Who do you think will win that fight? Hunter. 
was a wee bit too sharp for him. Uh, I mean, on the few occasions that Martin hit Hunter, he really hurt Hunter, but it just wasn't often enough because his mind wasn't there. I know I fully, 100% Martin Bacoli will beat Hunter. One person I want to get your opinion on, Billy, before we move on to this weekend, talking about the other fights. Alexander Rusik, we saw him up there making his heavyweight debut in Chicago last weekend against Chaz Witherspoon. Typical Usyk performance in many ways, just took a couple rounds to get settled in. Got him out there, went through the gears, too good. How much of a threat do you see Usyk being at heavyweight, and is there anyone you see giving him a major problem up there? I think all the top heavy boys, heavyweight boys will be a, a danger to him, but you know he's a, he's a class act. I'd love that fight for Martin Bacoli. Martin Bacoli was brought up with his brother, who's a southpaw and a world-class cruiserweight. So th there wouldn't be much a, a southpaw could bring to the table that Martin Bacoli hasn't seen. I mean, if we got asked if we, want, if we wanted Alexander Usyk in February, March, no, we'd take that no bother. Now, just to move on to this weekend, Billy, someone you, very, you know very well, Lewis Ritson, in there with Robbie Davis Jr., WBA eliminator. So that would sort of put the winner in line to face the winner of Josh Taylor, Regis Progray, next weekend. Talk to me about that fight. I think it's a, it's a, it really is a cracking fight. I mean, I know the strengths of, of Lewis Ritson having trained him for a, well, it was just over a year, I think, in Glasgow. The guy hits hard. He hits real hard. We see his jab, pound for pound, it's the hardest jab it's hit my pads. I mean, undoubtedly, it's like an ashtray hitting you in the face. And people get shocked when they get hit with that jab. And then he fires the right hands and the lefts of the body. But Robbie, Robbie Davis has got a, a great skill set as well. I just think it'll be difficult for Robbie to stay away from Lewis Ritson because I call Lewis Ritson a rash because he's all over you. And it's very difficult to stay away from him. And you need, you need to be sharp, very clever and strong to keep away from him. The port, you know, I'm, I'm only going for maybe it'll be hard fight. I mean, my my friend manages uh, Robbie Davis, and you know, but I, I do I do fancy Lewis Ritson to stop him. And elsewhere on the card, British title on the line, one of the best domestic fights of the year, Ted Cheeseman in there with Scott Fitzgerald. A lot of people looking forward to that fight. It's hard to see stylistically how that can be anything but a great fight. Can you pick a winner, Billy? I think Fitzgerald would maybe be a wee bit too strong for him, uh, but I think that'll be an absolute barnstormer. I think that'll be a warfare, round one to round 12. Maybe, you know, both guys are capable of stopping each guy, each other, but I think on current form, you've got to slightly favour Fitzgerald. Okay, Billy, I appreciate the win's going to get going very soon, so I'll leave the final word to you. What do you see? From, what do we see from Martin McCauley in Newcastle tomorrow evening? Well, I hope he gets a... I hope he, <laughs> in an ideal world, I want to see him knock him out in the first round. But you know, if he can sh if he can show sixty percent of his skill set, people are going to go wow. Billy Nelson, thank you very much for speaking to boxing. So. This is Ryan Elliott for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. We just concluded the weigh-in in Newcastle ahead of Robbie Davis Jr. versus Lewis Ritson. With me, delighted to be joined by, although he's been here, there and everywhere, he's found the time to come to the northeast of England. Frank Smith, Frank, how are you? My favourite place, mate. It's my favourite place to be in the northeast of England, Newcastle. It's absolutely going to go off tomorrow night, isn't it? Well, thanks for the compliment. Um, I'll try and avoid the northeast bias. However, great show tomorrow night. A couple of really big domestic fights, a lot of talent on the bill. It's labelled bad blood. Fairly reserved today. Do you think they're just ready to get in there now? Yeah, I think so. Like the Wayne's, they've had that bad blood. We've seen it all. 
it's been quite public, a few spats, and you know, now we're 24 hours away from the fight. They've got to get in there and do the job. Um, I think they both respect each other, obviously, and you know that stuff's out the way now. Now, one thing I found interesting that Eddie said was it's almost a year ago, I think it's just been just over here since the Patera lost to Lewis Ritson. Unbelievable atmosphere that night. Obviously didn't get the win. He said it felt like afterwards it was, it was very flat and it felt like almost the Newcastle dream had died. Now we see Lewis Ritson in this huge domestic fight and a WBA eliminator. It's mental to think the winner of Saturday night's fight could be in there with the winner of next weekend's unification between Josh Taylor and Regis Progre. Real possibility? Yeah, look, I think you know that, that's the great thing about boxing. One loss doesn't mean it's over for you. You can rebuild, uh, you know, build up your career back from there, and, and get back in there for those big fights. And uh, you know, I think he's always Ritson, along with a, a number of other fighters. They're actually taking chances, taking big fights. Same with Robbie Davis. You know, they're taking the big fights rather than just coasting through their career and you know getting getting the wins, getting the wins, getting the wins. You, you know, I don't think you can be scared to take losses in the biggest fights because you can come back and you see some of the best fights, the biggest names out there have had multiple losses. But they've come back over a period of 10, 15 years and rebuilt their careers. So I don't think it means as much as people say. Maybe in the short term, but you know, when you can build back up, I think, I think uh, there's big fights out there for fights to come back with. Just on this fight tomorrow night, we're expecting, I think, around 9,000 sellout. Not only just Geordie's, though, I've heard Robbie Davis has done very well with his tickets. There's going to be hundreds of scousers in there. It'll be a very emotional atmosphere. Do you think there's a chance that we could just see game plans completely abandoned? We've seen it with Lewis in the past where he can't help but get involved in a tear-up. Would you be surprised? I think it'll be a proper tear-up anyway, you know. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Robbie reacts, obviously going out there in front of a majority crowd. But as you say, Robbie sold a huge bunch of tickets and those travelling fans always make a lot of noise. He's always, had a, always brought a big audience. So, you know, I think... Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how both guys react. Lewis getting back in there in front of this big crowd, as you say, a year ago, almost to the day where he had that last fight at, um, at the arena. So I think it's going to be a proper tear-up. Ted Cheeseman, Scott Fitzgerald, one of the best domestic fights of the hour. I was speaking to Eddie about it, and I said to him, is there any way this can't be anything other than an unbelievable fight? And he said to me, I'm not going to go on record and say it because I was here with Murray Rosado, but on paper it does like we're going to get a terrific fight from those two. Yeah, 100%. You know, both guys coming back. Fitzgerald's had this sort of, you know, come out, obviously got the Anthony Fowler win. He's always been around, but looked great in that fight. Um, sorry, Darren Barker's in the background being a child, as usual. So. And uh, Ted Cheeseman, as he's been quite open, you know, with what's been going on in his life before this, and I think he's finally in a good place for himself. So I think it's going to be a proper war for that one. When I spoke to Ted the other day, he'd almost put that pressure on himself with everything he'd been through, both in and out of the ring, the, the disappointment of the Garcia fight and the, the disappointment of not getting the nod in the Conway fight and whatever else he had going on in the background. I know he's put the pressure on himself in this fight. This is my last chance, in a way, to break beyond domestic level and make a big name for myself. Does that make him a more dangerous fighter tomorrow night? Yeah, Ted's a great fighter, but obviously he's had his own sort of demons uh, going on in his head that he hasn't spoken to anyone about. You know, when all of that was going on, no one knew. No one knew what he was going through when he was, you know, I think it, uh, when, it, when he had the fight at the O2, when he lost that fight, no one knew what he was going through. And now he's had the help, he's, he's got his team around him, got a great group of people around him. Um, and I think he's, rather than have the outside pressures that he had before, he can focus all of his, pressure, all of his attention onto what he's got in front of him on tomorrow night. Um, so I think that will make a big difference. I think you'll see a big difference in him. But as I said, Scott Fitzgerald, he's come along and really, you know, he's become a star, hasn't he? Especially, he's like social media taking over. Everyone loves him. So um, I think it's going to be a top quality fight between those two. 
this one included tomorrow night. There's some great domestic fights to be made in amongst that mix. We've got Kieran Conway here. I know he says he's desperate for another shot of the British title. The Anthony Fowler fight has been talked about as a natural fight for the winner. Do you think that's a possibility that we could see the winner of this fight go on and face Ant Fowler? Yeah, definitely. You know, Anthony Fowler's come back. He's got some wins now. Uh, he's fighting again on our Liverpool show as well. Um, so he's building him, like you say, about taking a loss. If you take proper fights, it's not a problem to take a loss. You can build yourself back up and you can build back into those big fights again. Um, so, yeah, the Anthony Fowler fight is definitely a possibility. As you say, Kieran Conway, he's going to now build himself back up. He hadn't, you know, he'd come in with relatively little experience when he was in with that Cheeseman fight. And we saw, you know, showed great talent uh, in, that, in that fight. And I think he'll come back now and build up from there. Final fighter I want to talk about on this bill, somebody very popular up here, got a great reception today. Joe Laws has always been causing carnage this week. He's shoving people at weigh-ins, he's turning up with a cigar in his mouth. He's calling out Devin Haney. If he keeps winning and he keeps selling as many tickets as he does, is he someone you guys are looking at? Yeah, he's brilliant. He's great value, isn't he? You know, I like the mask. There's something about that mask. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely got something special with him. You know, keep winning, sells a lot of tickets, as you say. So, very exciting future ahead of him. You've been out in Saudi Arabia, looking at how things are getting on ahead of uh, Ruiz Joshua 2. Can you give us any update on how things were out there, all set to go December? Yeah, obviously it's a, it's a huge operation. I think people don't, don't quite realise what's going on in Saudi and in Diria. Uh, you know, at the minute you've got Riyadh season, which is just starting, and, and then we're part of uh, Diria season. So they've got three th a team of 3,000 odd people working on building these sites for the Formula E. They've got tennis, they've got the boxing, they've got the... Um, they've got a number of other events on at the same time as well so the work going on out there is just unbelievable and what they're doing to that area you know in a space of two or three months is quite special I got a video I left there when I leave there left there Wednesday night Thursday I got a video and they sort of doubled the work they've done within a day now it's quite amazing people saying it's not going to be ready honestly the people in like the group of people and the team involved with bringing this together, it's quite quite special and it's going to be an extraordinary night out there. I don't know if you saw the video I posted, but that's just, you know, I posted a picture as well a couple of weeks before that, of a couple of weeks before that, where it was sand, where they'd just taken down what was previously there and it was literally sand. And I walked up and I thought, God, they've got a lot of work to do. But every time you see it, even just in a couple of days, it, the changes they make, it's quite quite unbelievable so yeah you've got the, the boxing Formula E tennis number of events going on there so I think it's going to be a great season there's so much to do there as well and you know we'll start releasing more details of what's going on around the fight as well here he is <laughs> Ben Obama been causing chaos this week and he's away I, I, I nearly went over when he pushed when he when he pushed him I nearly went over as well I prefer the hat to the mask think something we could see you wearing in the near future me Joe, can I have that hat when you're done with it? I think that'll suit me. Moving on, uh, I wanted to touch on Alexander Usyk's heavyweight debut, but before we do, I think it's important we address the, the tragedy, um, the news that came out a couple of days ago. Sadly, Patrick Day lost his life after the injuries he sustained in the ring. A terrible loss for everybody, the boxing world, more importantly, his family, his friends. Heartbreaking situation. Yeah, and it just shows what these guys do and, you know, thoughts with all of his family, friends, everyone involved with him, you know. I... Uh, I think he touched a lot of people, even people he didn't really, really know. You know, I, I didn't really speak to him. We, we obviously didn't promote him, so I didn't know him that well. You know, we know a number of fights, but I didn't know him that well. But I just saw him at the press conference. He had such a nice smile. You know, looked like a, 
just a nice, genuine young guy, same age as me, he's 27 years old. So, yeah, very sad, very sad. And, you know, we have to work now to carry on developing what we put in place with everywhere we go, make sure it's as safe as it can be. But it just shows, you know, what these guys get in there and do. But as I say, thoughts to all of his family, and you can't imagine what, what they're going through right now. Um, a very sad situation. Um, moving on to, to that Chicago weekend, top in the bill, Alexander Rusik, heavyweight debut, Chaz Witherspoon at late notice. A bit slow to get going, maybe the layoff played a part, but in many ways, normal Usyk performance, took his time, went through the gears, too good. Ready for the big boys now? Yeah, I think it, I also think it was a good fight for him at heavyweight, you know, to come out. Chaz, Chaz was a big guy and he was throwing those shots out there and just to see, for him to, obviously look, he does it every week, he spars, spars these guys he knows, but it's completely different when you get in there, I suppose, for the fight itself. And I think it was a good fight for him to step up into the heavyweight division. You know, Alexander Usyk is a different level of talent. Everyone knows that. So he's going to, you could put him in there with 99% of the heavyweights, I'm sure, and he'd do what he did. Um, but, yeah, now's the time for him to step up. He wants the best fights. He wants the biggest fights. He showed it in the cruiserweight division um, when he won all the belts. And he's got the same dedication now to carry on into, into the heavyweights and, and, you know, take over. So it's an exciting time with the heavyweight division. When you look what's out there, you look at the fights coming up, it's going to be, we've got a good few years of uh, big fights for him. Correct me if I'm wrong, but going into the Ruiz-Joshua rematch, I believe Usyk will become a WBO mandatory if he isn't already. The IBF mandatory is due to be called. Do you think there's a chance that whoever wins that fight, one of them belts is going to fall loose? There's going to be, someone's going to have to vacate at some point? Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But obviously, as you say, there's two different mandatories with the IBF for Kubrat Pulev. WBO, as you say, will be Alexander Usyk. Um, so it'd be unfortunate to lose a belt, but obviously it's part of the rules of the... We'll see what happens when it comes out, but... You know, the heavyweight division is very exciting right now and there's massive fights out there. So, uh, first, you know, Joshua's got to do the job against Andy Ruiz. Deontay Wilder has got his big fight against Luis Ortiz as well. Then Tyson Fury in February, apparently. So, there's, there's lots to get out of the way before you start looking at what's happening early next year as well. Now, Dimitri Bivol, uh, another win over the weekend in Chicago. Um, fairly comfortable, if unspectacular at times. I think... When we see Bivol and fights like that sometimes, I'm sure you'll agree, he's just far too good and far too comfortable. We've got Baturbiev Grozdik this evening. Do you think he needs that kind of test to go in with the winner of that fight for us to see the best of him? Yeah, I think, yeah, I definitely think he needs he needs the best test to show what he can do. Um, there's also the opportunity, he says he can move down to 168 as well. You know, so there's big fights there, there for him as well. But we'll see, uh, you know, you've got the Kovalev Canelo winner as well. It could be interesting what happens after that. Even if it's, even if it wasn't a Canelo fight, there's the opportunity. Could, could you do the Kovalev fight as well? That's a big fight. But, um, you know, Bivol, Bivol's still a very young guy, still got a lot more to give. And as you say, the big fights will be where you see the best in him. Final couple of bits, Frank. The fight that wasn't to be is to be. Josh Kelly will be challenging David Avenison for the European title. Um, didn't go to purse bids. Deal agreed. We don't know date, venue, anything like that yet. Any idea when we'll be seeing that fight? Uh, I think you'll hear details soon, but for, for probably next year. Um, still all being worked through at the minute but that's a great fight between the two of them you know unfortunately it didn't happen before but hopefully we can get it get it all together for for the early next year i think it's almost a blessing in a way that it didn't happen it, it seems like a much more significant fight now that we've seen the recent form of avanesian yeah. people will be asking questions of josh kelly after his draw out in america perfect opportunity for improve for him to prove himself yeah. even bigger fight now yeah definitely you know josh kelly's come on carried on building his profile and as you say avanesian's had some good wins as well so 
you know, very entertaining. And these are the fights that we need to see. Like Kelly's, to be fair to Kelly, he's got in there. He had the Ray Robinson fight. Um, was a great fight out in New York on the June 1st card. But, you know, K Kelly wants those big tests. So I think this will be good for him. And it will, it will uh, show where he really is in his career. So then I want to ask you about Frank. I asked Eddie, but he didn't really give too much away. Uh, this visa process for Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz out in Saudi Arabia. We posted a video at the initial press conference that appeared to suggest that you'd be granted visa upon purchase of a ticket. It now appears that they're, they're separate entities. Could you just clarify that for, for those buying tickets and heading out there? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously you have to... It's, uh, this is the government who are involved in this in the event as well, but the visa process is something done. You know, you have the, the general sports authority, so who we're putting this, the event on with Skill Challenge, but then you've also got the government who have then put in place this tourism visa. So that has come out separately away from the event. You know, it's around, it's been released at a similar time, but that is now their tourism visa that they've been working on releasing for a while. So I think, you know, the tourism visa and the ticket purchase. It's on the same, you click through on the same website, but they, they've obviously changed the process around it slightly. I think when we had the press conference, obviously, it was there to be, the visas would be granted on purchase of your ticket. I think the cost is probably where the question is from people. But, you know, the main point is that the visa process has changed slightly from the original press conference, I believe. And that's not just a Riyadh or Diria, that's the whole of Saudi. So this is something about travelling. Even if you're not coming to the event, this is the tourism visa that they've now put in place that they didn't previously have. Hey, thank you for clarifying. Frank Smith, pleasure as always. Thank you for speaking to Boxing Social. It is boiling, isn't it? I don't quite understand why, because it's cold outside. So, yeah. Yeah, but thank you anyway. Pleasure.